welcome to the Dr. Bubbs Performance Podcast, giving you the latest evidence-based research and cutting-edge insights for elite mental and physical performance. He's connecting you directly with the world's leading experts and coaches. Here's your host, Dr. Bubbs. Hey friends, welcome to the Dr. Bubbs Performance Podcast. This is episode number 50, and today I'm going to talk sleep, sleep monitoring, and wearable tech with Pateri Latella, CEO of Aura Health, who've developed the world's most advanced wearable tech for getting more restorative sleep. Pateri is going to share a bit of his own background as an entrepreneur, describe to you what the Aura Ring is, and how it can measure things like heart rate, body temperature, your sleep stages, as well as heart rate variability. He shares some details on the Aura Sleep Score, the new research validating their device, as well as insights from users and Pateri himself. Now we're into the coldest, shortest, darkest days of the year here, a time when getting enough total sleep, as well as maximizing your sleep quality is crucial. Um, So if you'd like more in-depth sleep tips, or if you're new to the podcast, you might want to circle back to episode number four on sleep with Dr. Amy Bender. And if you're interested more in heart rate variability, then definitely check out episode number 27 with experts, Dr. Daniel Plews and Prof. Larson. Pateri gives us a great sneak peek into the future of wearable tech here today. Really fascinating stuff. He is also offering Dr. Bub's Performance Podcast listeners a great discount, $100 off your ring. Uh, just enter the promo code Bubs at the checkout. As always, you can check out my layups for the simple actionable tips and my performance tips for more in-depth application at drbubs.com forward slash podcast. And I hope you enjoy the show. I'm joined today by Pateri Latella, CEO and co-founder of Aura Health, who've developed the world's most advanced wearable for getting more restorative sleep, empowering you to see how your lifestyle impacts your body and mind. Pateri, thanks so much for taking the time today. Thanks, Mark, for inviting me. It's so pleasure, my pleasure to be here today. Terrific. Well, before we dive into sleep, uh, sleep monitoring and the uh, Aura Ring, can you give listeners a little bit more insight into your background and what led you to creating Aura? There are many drivers uh, within our team that why, why we created such a product. But one of them is that um, like we, we wanted to help people uh, kind of unleash their full potential. So many of our key team members have international background. Uh, so so uh, we've been traveling all around and, and doing business in the international context and seeing seeing too many people burning out For sure. <laughs> and, and, and not, not being able to kind of fully utilize their full potential. So that, that was one of the drivers. And also kind of my personal uh, big driver has been that uh, previously I've been working in the context of chronic diseases prevention and management. So we were developing in another company, we were developing IT systems for for prevention and management of diabetes and COPD and so on. And in that context, I had a great chance to discuss with the best experts in the area, and and I, I became kind of intrigued um, so much that I wanted to, to learn and understand that why people develop chronic diseases. And, and it was about 12, 12 years, 11 years ago. And um, 
majority of our customers were actually London Healthcare Trust um, uh, trusts in different parts of of UK and so on, and, but also elsewhere in the world. And and um, it seemed like no one is doing anything on on the context in the context of uh, prevention seriously in the healthcare context, so that how to help individuals to to avoid the symptoms of chronic or prolonged stress and, and then how to help them prevent the onset of chronic diseases. And as you know, especially in the context of diabetes, it's uh, pre-diabetes is a huge challenge these days. Absolutely. Yeah, so so it kind of came, came into the... Uh, my core of, of understanding that I, I wanted to bring up, we wanted to develop something that would help people understand that how how their body is responding to their lifestyle and also what they could do in the context of their life uh, to, to better recover from daily mental and physical strain. And of course, in that context, uh, the restorative sleep is is profound because it it has so huge impact on our mental cognitive and physical health and performance and the the kind of recovery from daily mental and physical strain absolutely i mean it's incredible how you know you mentioned chronic disease nine out of ten chronic diseases now are really diet exercise and lifestyle based and of course this idea of prevention and sleep being such a key aspect of all that and even a single night sleep being able to disrupt you know blood sugar response so if we if we jump into to sleep monitoring, you know how does the Aura Ring track sleep? Yeah, so um, to get into the real restorativeness of sleep, uh, we wanted to have the best possible access to those biosignals that we we need to interpret the sleep stages and an understanding of of the restorativeness of sleep. So the f- most important of the biosignals is the pulse waveform and the amplitude variation of the pulse waveform and also the interbeat interval, so the time between the heartbeats in milliseconds. So so we have proprietary method and, and te- technology to measure, to, to measure the arterial pulse waveform. Uh, from, so on each finger, we have two arteries on the palm side and with with uh, proprietary uh, methods, we can access those arteries and the actual arterial pulse waveform, and get into the whole characteristics that it carries of the uh, uh, autonomic nervous system balance, and also the the kind of connection between autonomic nervous system and central nervous system, and interpreting the even sleep sleep stages and restorativeness of sleep and different recovery parameters. And then then it's it's combined together with uh, the accelerometer, 3D accelerometer, and in, in the new order ring there's gyro, gyroscope as well. So we get into the more details there as well. And the third important thing is the body temperature. So we derive the nocturnal uh, skin, from the nocturnal skin temperature we derive the body temperature variation 0.05 centigrade resolution so it, it's like sleeping with thermometer well it's interesting stuff because i had uh, dan party on the 
on the program a few months back, and you know he'd mentioned things around uh, obviously the temperature changes, even the fingers and the fingertips. There's a lot of the new research showing around being so key for for how the body uh, triggers and comes out of sleep. So that's uh, interesting to be able to use that technology. Yes, exactly. So it's it's built in into our biology that when we lay down for sleep, and if we have enough melatonin, then the core body temperature is, is pushed to the peripheria. And that's that's something that has to happen so that you can you can fall asleep. And and also that it varies over the night in, in different patterns, but also that we reach the lowest body temperature uh, sometime towards the end of the night, early early morning hours, around four thirty in in general, we reach the lowest body temperature. And that is the moment when it's most relevant to, to measure in the context of continuation, meaning between the nights. Gotcha. Having, having, having long-term trend of, of your body temperature variation. Absolutely. I imagine the fact that it's a ring makes it, um, obviously being able to collect data on a daily basis um, will, will strengthens the uh, reliability of that data as well, right? Yes, exactly. So, so the wearing comfort, of course, is it's it's a huge thing, so that we can get access to the longitudinal uh, trends of these uh, important parameters. So, so, so from those raw signals, the ring derives, of course, the heart rate, resting heart rate, and also heart rate variability-related parameters, and those in ECG level accuracy, and then. It derives respiration rate, breathing variance, sleep stages, and the sleep quality metrics, and of course uh, all the recovery-related parameters, telling about autonomic nervous system balance, and the body temperature variation. It, it's it's uh, there are several functions there. One of them is is that we can show the menstrual cycles for for women, but also we can we can kind of help you understand if you had. Um, abnormal body temperature through the night, meaning you had fever or something else is affecting your body temperature. So so once you wake up in the morning, Aura tells you right away if, if your kind of readiness to perform is is um, is not at at its best. Well, that's interesting around, obviously, body temperature, being able to measure that throughout the day. Um, now, if we talk about those sleep stages, now, how does the Aura Ring uh, identify those sleep stages? And I know it's categorized, you know, light sleep, deep sleep, REM sleep. I think a lot of uh, docs or practitioners might be wondering or used to seeing like a sleep lab where someone's hooked up to um, a lot of devices in the, in the brain to be able to measure these things. So how does Aura uh, take that into account? Yeah, so so from the very beginning, we've been collaborating with the, the leading sleep labs and, and um, universities to, to get these sleep staging right. And actually, Aura is the only product in the market, only commercial sleep monitor that has been independently validated. So Stanford Research Institute did the independent validation of Aura compared to the polysomnography in the sleep lab. And they came to the conclusion that Aura is by far the best commercial product outside the sleep lab to detect those sleep stages so so deep sleep light sleep REM sleep um, accurately and the wakefulness uh, the total efficiency of your sleep and so on 
so so that was of course it's it's one of the most important derivatives of of those all those signals that the ring captures but of course this this validation was a huge acknowledgement for us of the work that what we've done Absolutely. I mean, definitely that's one of the questions that I know other researchers and, and docs and practitioners would have around validation. So that's really uh, uh, exceptional to see that that validations uh, come through from uh, on the ring there, because obviously that data becomes all the more uh, useful overall. And of course, you know, you guys have created this sleep score based on a number of criteria. Can you talk about some of those criteria? Yeah, so there are several kind of contributors in your sleep that, that the ring captures and tries to kind of build a holistic picture that how restorative sleep you you've got and um, there are contributors like of course total sleep time but also efficiency of your sleep so how efficient the bedtime was and kind of tranquility so so how many wake-ups there was during the night and the amount of REM sleep uh, compared to your your own norm and amount of deep sleep Sleep latency, so how quickly you fall asleep after you go to bed. And then sleep timing, which is really important as well. So it's in relation to your circadian alignment and, and um, building the kind of um, individual view to, to the uh, optimal bedtimes uh, for you, for each individual user. So those are the parameters. Um, so al- also, of course, resting heart rate trend. Uh, it's it's kind of included in the same picture. It's not the part of the sleep score, but but it's say it's it's shown at the same time. And then we show the hypnogram, uh, meaning the same way as in the sleep lab. You see how much deep sleep, REM sleep, light sleep, and wakefulness there was in your sleep pattern. Uh, so you see the full full pattern. Uh, over the night and, and long-term trends as well. That's really interesting and definitely things like even just resting heart rate. I know it's obviously been around for so long that people tend to not feel like it's as sexy as some of the newer um, uh, inputs or data that we get, but obviously a really good tool for, for folks who are really busy, their body's under stress, your morning heart rate increasing, you know, 10 beats or more is a, is a pretty good indicator that things are, are not going the right way. And of course, for your device, you're also being able to measure heart rate variability, correct? So for, yes. for athletes, and that's a pretty uh, handy tool. Can you talk about that? Yes, yes. So so while you sleep uh, and also kind of restorative periods during the day, uh we, the ring measures every beat and the time between the heartbeats, so interbeat interval. And from that, we can derive the heart rate variation and heart rate variability parameters in ECG level accuracy. Uh, so, so and, and, and the ring, the app shows it in the, as a long-term trend. So in your own context, you can build the correlation between different things. Uh, including your heart rate variation and also body temperature and even respiratory rate during the night. So there are plenty of examples uh, from our users and also within our own team as well that like if you are getting ill or you are recovering from illness, then all those different indicators, they actually get back to normal uh, in different pace. So like, for example, our chief scientist was was sick, he had a flu or influenza or whatever. But anyhow, in his example, uh, his um, uh, resting heart rate returned to normal 
and then body temperature returned to normal the next day. But the breathing or respiratory rate, uh, the breathing frequency stayed in the abnormal level still for two weeks after wow. that. So, so if he had returned to his normal routines on, 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 on uh, doing exercises for uh, he's actually running marathons and so on. So, so if he had returned to his normal routines, he would have got ill again and, and um, disrupted his his physical condition badly. Absolutely, it's it's amazing to be able to have some of these tools, which uh, s- sounds very insightful to be able to be tell folks or athletes, yeah, when they're in those areas where they could be more exposed, that sort of open window of, in this case, infection is a really key one because then obviously you can apply different tools, whether it's more sleep or various foods or supplements or et cetera, to be able to uh, improve recovery. Now, you talked insights of other of some of your employees there, some of the, some of the team. How about for yourself? Is this something over the years? Can you give us some insights in how this has impacted you? Yeah, so so I have learned so many things with with the ring and with the app. So one of them is that what is the kind of optimal time for me to have my meal, last meal uh, before I go to sleep, and also what what I should eat to to ensure the best uh, restorative sleep, and also that uh, how I should time my my physical exercise. And in relation to to my readiness uh, derived from from HRV trend and and uh, other parameters, also resting heart rate trend, what is the kind of good day for me to to high intensity training, or or should I? Would it be better to just have walk? So so kind of building the balance between how much mental load or physical load I have. And, and what's my what's my readiness to do my physical exercises to let's say build better balance between load and recovery so that I don't kind of end up burning the candle from both ends, uh, which which happens many times today for for many people if they are mentally loaded a lot in their work they think that it's good good idea to to go to the gym and do some high intensity exercise. Uh, 7 or 8 p.m. in the evening and actually it's not not a good idea at all for many people it depends depends on your chronotype and your physiology and your your physical condition and and also your kind of um, capability to handle handle the 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 stress Um, so there are lots of individual characteristics that you need to kind of get into uh, to find your optimal yeah, it's very well said. I mean, I know we, we call it overtraining, but for a lot of people who are just busy and working a lot, not getting enough sleep and still training, it's really, you know, under recovery becomes this big part of it that leads to a lot of the, um, you know, the non-functional overreaching and all of these symptoms that we see. So it is, you know, really insightful to have some of this data for people to be able to sort of make decisions. Um, and also, if you, if you really want to get the benefits from your training, so if you are, if your body is not capable of kind of handling that load uh, from the physical training uh, and if you don't sleep well like your growth hormones are not not activated during your sleep so if you if you like train too late or train too intensively too late before your sleep and then you have your meals or your digestion is 
up and running still when you should have in deep sleep to recover uh, from from the previous day or previous days and and have your growth hormones activated or actually the the whole hormonal balance should should be that's uh, kind of balancing during the night so if that doesn't happen then your previous exercise was kind of very not useful <laughs> yeah you don't optimize for sure and i know a lot yeah. of sports scientists obviously using a tremendous amount of devices um are always cautious around people making changes based on you know one score or one number uh, do you you know suggest a period of sort of observation for folks where they just sort of uh, observe and monitor what's going on versus uh, seeing a number and deciding to do x y or z the following morning I think since we are all unique and all we have uh, our unique patterns, it depends on on um, so many things that how our body responds to to whatever we do and and what what amount of mental load we have in relation to physical load. So, I uh, so we we recommend you to kind of explore and and kind of just just um, um, follow your your individual kind of uh, baselines for some time and and kind of uh, correlate with your own feelings and then then start doing some some kind of uh, tests or exploration uh, interventions whatever you are aiming at uh, because then you you have the baseline and then you can you can see the the reactions of your body in relation to that Yes, great, so, great so, advice so, for sure. I mean, yeah. it's definitely one of those things where I know, you know, experts like Dr. Daniel uh, Plews and Dr. Andrew Flat, working with HRV and working with athletes, this idea of just having a period of observation of just visualizing some of the things that are occurring to you before, and then being then you can start to layer in some of those associations and figure out where things are going. And so it sounds like, you know, with all the different uh, data points that you're collecting with the Ura Ring, it could be a real potential game changer in the capacity to collect all of this key information. Yes, exactly, exactly, and also kind of uh, building the balance uh, from from different points of view. So, so for let's say normal users, the Aura also gives kind of daily activity target uh, and the goal based on how well you recovered. So it doesn't push you to reach the ten thousand steps every day, but it gives you adjusted target based on how how your body has recovered. So that's that's big difference compared to other other kind of activity trackers and so on. And also that in addition to that, it helps you to build longer term balance between between the load and recovery, so that you have enough recovery time your body as well. And also that your training volume and training frequency are in in a good relation to your optimal. So your your recovery patterns and and um, and overall, what what your body can take, and and also that you can meet your daily targets uh, that are given based on the recovery level. Uh, so, and and one one aspect for office workers, of of course, is this uh, that move every hour. So avoid the sedentary lifestyle related problems uh, that it causes. Yeah, I mean, definitely, movement is a is a huge part of health, and something that we see today in uh, in, in in Western societies is just a lack of overall movement is is a huge one, and um, so it's great to be able to have some of those inputs. 
Now, if someone was using, you know, they're using the oil ring, let's say for a few months, they're making some great observations or they're connecting the dots with how they should train and getting more sleep and, and, and stress and whatnot. And, and now they're, they're seeing performance and sleep improve. Are there periods where they should then, you know, once they've achieved some level of success, should they back off a little bit in terms of how much they're looking at the data or analyzing the data? Do you, do you sort of recommend periods of, of, of really investigative versus periods of, of sort of backing off and then being able to just collect and then reviewing later on down the road? Yeah, it's, it's let's say, like um, many of our users, we, we currently have users in more than 50 countries, and many of them have been kind of telling us, and that's my own experience as well, that while you continue collecting the data and you start doing certain kind of in, uh, interventions or testing, exploring different kind of things and do your findings, then uh, from the long, really long data, you can derive different kind of insights than than just, let's say, a few weeks of trends and, and just a few days of trends. So... So there's this kind of a very longitudinal uh, aspects as well, like in relation to your, uh, like HRV is kind of one of the good good ones in that sense that, um, like myself, when I, when we had um, uh, more than a year ago, we had a uh, two weeks vacation in uh, and with family. I, I left all my, uh, my, I didn't take computer or e- even my phone with me. Nicely done. So, 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 yeah, so, so, so it's I a could, big win. Yeah, so I could, I could really concentrate just to be with my family and my, my loved ones. So, so my HRV raised above 100. Um, it was continuously above 100. And, and um, now, when I returned, when we returned back home, it, it has been kind of going down. Get a bit of a, yeah, exactly. It tends yeah, to happen so, after so, a holiday, right? Yeah, exactly. So so uh, so now I haven't reached, only in the, let's say, a little bit longer holidays, I get back to close to 200 or so. But, you know, it's, there's a continuous, there's so much workload and, and other other stuff ongoing that, that yeah, SRV is one one of the good indicators, along with the other ones, and even the resting heart rate as well. Um, that that how your how your autonomic nervous system uh, capacity and and dynamics is developing over the time, and uh, and 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 that's that's tightly in connection to your capacity to stand stress, or or handle stress and recover from that so so when we age uh, of course the capability to recover from mental and physical strain it kind of slows down but there are also so many other factors that we can we can kind of choose ourselves in the context of our daily life uh, if we are just aware of those long very long-term trends as well definitely yeah there's some exciting new research coming out around you know the associations between you know high hrv scores and and longevity which is you know really compelling to that idea of recovery and movement and getting the right diet so it's nice to be able to you know be able to assess easily with something like an aura ring now this is obviously groundbreaking and new technology which is fantastic but if we had to even look ahead or if you had to look ahead five or ten years time what do you think the evolution of the sleep monitoring is going to look like um we are 
we are very enthusiastic about kind of finding out the the next phases in the context of sleep and understanding of sleep. So, so we are taking part into the research of this lymphatic uh, circulation or lymphatic cleansing system in the brains, for example. So that, uh, as you know, know about that. So, so uh, during the night, our brain mass shrinks even 60% and, and there's a specific cleansing mechanism called glymphatic system and, and it removes the toxins away from the brain and and um, it it happens in certain sleep stages uh, but there's no kind of direct correlation between between the sleep stages and this this glymphatic system that when it happens so so there's a little bit, uh, um, let's say so, that the, the sleep staging, how it's defined through EEG and EOG and ENG in the, in the polysomography measurement, it doesn't have that kind of tight connection to physiological and biological um, signals. So, so we actually would like to, and we are actually doing with, with the, some of the best researchers in the world, we, we are in the area of getting deeper into the understanding of real restorativeness of sleep, and especially in the context of normal daily life. So you can't do polysomography tests uh, every night, not not even <laughs> once a year. For sure. <laughs> it's, it's too expensive, and it's also not many people sleep well in sleep labs. So, so we would like to be able to enable that for and see also that it's it's the way to empower people to understand that how their body is responding to their lifestyle. So not only kind of through the restorative sleep, but also providing the understanding that what's happening in your body when it is reflecting what has happened during the day. So so during the night, our body is trying to recover from everything what we've done during the day, and all our choices are reflected uh by our body during the night. So so we want to bring it visible, make the invisible visible for people. And, and that way uh, also let them understand their uniqueness and, and uh, help them do the individual choices and while finding their individual optimal rhythms for their daily, daily choices and, and optimal bedtimes. And that way really help them to, to, to uh, to be aware that how how they can uh, get better sleep and and how they can self reflect uh, the things that are happening in, in their body in relation to their their daily choices. Yeah, it's definitely something that I see you know practicing downtown Toronto that uh, you know when people have a metric whether it's a biomarker, blood test, or, or some data like this that, that all of a sudden the lights go on in terms of you know in their mind realizing some of these connections between you know. The couple of glasses of wine before bed and how that impacts sleep, or or getting up extremely early to train when they haven't had enough sleep, uh, cutting into things like REM sleep. So it's amazing to be able to have some of these things to help people visualize and then really act on some of that data. So phenomenal stuff. And you know, of course, I want to respect your time here, Pateri. So last couple questions for you. First one on the personal side of things. You're obviously a very busy guy. Um, can you give folks a little glimpse into how you start your day? Are you a coffee guy? What does that look like? Uh, actually, I start my day uh, so so I um, we wake up our daughters to prepare for the school yeah. <laughs> and so on. But then then I um, I do a medical qigong 
exercise with with my wife uh so it takes about 20 25 minutes um, and that's that's every morning routine and, and even our daughters join us when we are traveling awesome uh, and so so that is good start for opening the body uh, kind of preparing the body for for the day sometimes i i do uh, kind of meditation as well depending on on the schedules and if i'm traveling and if i if i have the need for for that or just some simple simple relaxing exercise so i have martial arts background so i've been doing that kind of stuff since i was 13 years of old uh, and so 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 that's that's something the, the medical qigong i've been pra- practicing for 14 years now after after the martial arts career <laughs> yeah fantastic <laughs> yeah and so so then then i will do some some work and and then prepare my breakfast um a little bit later so i i try to do intermittent fasting uh, quite frequently as well and, and even even complete fasting every now and then a few times a, a year fantastic, uh, fantastic. Yeah. and you know I guess you'll obviously be able to, you're probably visualizing a lot of the effects as well using the aura ring in terms of how that's impacting you, right? Yes, definitely. It's it's great to, to see the body reactions while you're fasting or doing intermittent fasting and kind of correlating with your, your feelings, uh, how you're feeling with the energy level and also in relation to your exercises and, and so on. Terrific. Well, you know, when is this next generation Ura Ring coming out and where can people pick it up? <clears throat> so we, we will start deliveries, mass uh, or volume deliveries in April uh, next spring. And, and people can go to our website, auraring.com, O-U-R-A, ring.com to make the pre-order. Fantastic. Well, listen, this is really exciting stuff. Uh, Terry, I can't wait to test drive my own ring as well. So uh, appreciate you taking the time to come on here today. Thanks to everyone else for tuning in. We'll include all the links here in a podcast summary in the show notes at drbubs.com forward slash podcast. Thanks again, Terry, for taking the time. And for folks listening in, if you have any questions or you want to leave a comment on today's episode, I'd love to hear from you on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at drbubs. And of course, if you enjoyed the show or a regular listener, please subscribe and share with colleagues and friends. Thanks again, and we'll be back next week. The Dr. Bub's Performance Podcast endeavors to provide accurate and helpful information to listeners. These podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Dr. Bub's Performance Podcasts.